well 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 welcome 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 back to unloaded and uncovered with me magda desire the unapologetic nonconformist. how y'all doing um last week i posted an episode in regards to you know what i went through in life uh well, the beginning stages of my life and things like that. So I appreciate y'all that listened to it and supported it. Um, I saw the place. I thank y'all for tuning in and to listening to that and supporting it. If you didn't share it, go ahead and share it. That might resonate with someone. You know what I'm saying? Um, because the things that we go through and who we are can help someone else. Nine times out of ten is really not for us. It's for someone else that's either watching us or listening to us. So definitely go ahead and share that. Like it. Comment on it. You know what I'm saying? Follow my podcast. All that good shit. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Haitian Sensation 13. That is my personal page. Uh, you can catch me there posting when I feel like it. <laughs> but I'm definitely active in my stories for sure. And you can also um, keep up to date with me at my, I mean, on my website, www.com. Uh, really, Magda? Seriously? <laughs> www.theunapologeticnonconformist.com. Lord. <laughs> Just like, yeah. Short, sweet, simple, sweet website www.com i wonder if that actually exists i'm gonna see if that actually exists so i can see just to be nosy but anyway this week um i'm currently on a i want to call it a vacation but it's technically a workcation um i decided to take myself uh to the south to florida because I am looking for a permanent location for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure out where I want to live because I thrive in warm weather. I don't know about that bullshit in Chicago. You know, I am a Chicagoan through and through to the core. However, ain't nobody got time for that cold ass um, winter in Chicago. Like, y'all don't really understand negative 45 windshield is not pleasant (laughs) and i'm black like i don't i don't do that like that's too cold for me i can't i cannot thrive or i cannot focus in such extreme hazardous weather and you expecting me to be like you know to bring my a game to everything no i i can't do it so i am trying to figure out where it is that i want to stay permanently like i love chicago but it's time to go like it's legit time to go the city is lovely we got the best skyline in the u.s i don't care what nobody say (laughs) like we we have the best skyline period i don't care what nobody say i don't care if you follow me and you from new york i don't care if you follow me from detroit wherever you from chi town got the best skyline period you y'all y'all can't beat that like you can't at all but however the weather the winter dashes for the birds like i'm not i'm not about to be no mm -mm, i'm too short i'm five feet you know what i'm saying snow has come up 
to my knees, past my knees, and you expect me to walk in it? And I like low cars, like I like two doors and I like sports cars. I don't I don't want a truck. I wanna own one, I don't want one. No. So I gotta go. I love Chicago, but I have to have to go. So now I'm in Florida doing a workcation. I kinda wanted to come down here to um you know, how do I wanna say this? To get some ideas going and to record some some uh, episodes for my podcast, low-key, i just been chilling. <laughs> this is the first podcast that I've recorded and I've been here for, when I get here, one, two, literally three days and I leave in two to three days. So yeah, i just been like living my best life, chilling, sleeping, binge watching Netflix and things like that. So yeah, um, but here, here you are, here I am, you know what I'm saying, episode three, and I wanted to continue off of what I had talked about last week. So um, I had posted this on my personal page, at Hasten Sensation 13, and a lot of people were like, wow, you know, the only thing that they could say was wow. I don't know if those people, same people actually listened to the entire episode, but yes, it was it was a wow type of episode. Um, I talked about how um, I was abused by my mother. I talked about how, um, uh, you know, my mom had locked me out of the apartment as a child nude and stood behind the door laughing uncontrollably. Um, I talked about how she took my head and banged it on the elevator door, elephant, elevator doors until it opened. I talked about, well, I gave a snippet on how I was kidnapped at the airport, Miami airport, um, as a baby and things like that. And I also talked about how we shouldn't, like how I learned to accept what had happened in my past and how I, uh, and how I'm I'm currently growing and learning from that and, and uh, healing from that. It's a process, yo. Like, the shit is not, it's not easy. I can tell you that right now. The shit's not easy. Um, especially when you have to take care of a parent who physically, verbally, verb, I can't even talk right now. Verbally, verbally, physically, verbally, mentally, and spiritually abuse you. Like, you have to, and, and, and at the same token, I'm taking, I'm helping to take care of her. So, um, and at the same time, my father wasn't around. Like, he was not around. I wasn't, I, I spoke about how um, I was neglected by both parents. I wasn't supported by both parents and things like that. Um, and it happened literally throughout my entire life, even to this day. Am I expecting it? No. I'm not expecting it because I've actually accepted the relationship that I have with my parents. I accepted the fact that I'll probably never get the support that I'm looking for from either one of them. And I probably never will get the love that I'm looking for from either one of them. And this is why this is why I'm currently on my journey of self-love. You could say this. So you're listening and experiencing this journey with me congratulations (laughs) not a lot of people can be this transparent and um let you in on that 
personal part of them, like that very intimate part of them, that vulnerable part of them. And I'm allowing y'all into this shit. You, you feel me? So it's, it's going to be a journey. It's going to be a journey for me. It's going to be a journey for you. Ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to be a journey for me and you because you're going to see how I turn that pain into a healing process and turn it into something so magnificent that you'll be like, damn, I wish I could do that. You can't. More than I'm a thousand percent sure that you can. You can definitely turn your pain into something so fucking great that even your worst enemy would be like, you? That shit happened to you? Ain't no way. Or there's no way you came out the way that you did after all the shit that you said that had happened to you. Yeah, I did. I came out better. I came out stronger. I came out wiser. I came out much more beautiful than I was before. I came out learning to love myself a little bit more and a little bit better. Like, people actually think that, (coughs) excuse me, because you go through so much and you experience so much and that you go through pain and you allow people to disrespect you and to abuse you, that you're supposed to act that way towards people. Now, I'm not I'm not going to say that I was the perfect little Magda growing up. Because I wasn't. I fucking wasn't. I was human. You know what I'm saying? And then not being able to release all the hurt out, I took that shit out on other people. You feel what I'm saying? Like, even in my past relationships, it was trash. <laughs> I was fucking toxic as hell. I was toxic in the mud. And it took me, it took me and my, I want, I don't even know if it was a last relationship, to be honest, because I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck it is, but I'm going to call it my last relationship six years ago is it will it be six years it will be six years in may damn i've been single for a long time um six years ago really was that tipping point that point in my life where i was like okay i gotta get my shit together what i learned and what i saw growing up when it comes to relationships it wasn't it okay the cheating, the lying, the 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 physical abuse, the verbal abuse, that shit was not it. Granted, I never cheated on any of my exes, and I'm they probably cheated on me or didn't. I don't know. Don't really give a fuck if they did <laughs> because it, it doesn't serve me now. However, what I learned um, in my last relationship was communication is important. And dealing with trauma, childhood trauma is important Um, because you can't expect, you can't expect yourself out of other people, especially when you're trying to love them and you're loving them from a place of hurt. So it took me to realize in my last relationship that 
I was attracting emotionally needy and emotionally unavailable men, which the reason why was because <laughs> my father was emotionally needy and emotionally unfucking available. It doesn't matter that he is married. You can still be emotionally needy and emotionally unavailable with a goddamn ring on your finger for however many X amount of years that you're married for. It's possible. But what I saw in my father was that he was missing a female presence in his life because his mother had passed early in his life. So he never got that love from a mother and from a father. And the same goes with my mom. She honestly didn't. Like, I'm not going to say she didn't get the love from my, my grandparents, but you can tell that she didn't love herself enough. You know what I'm saying? She didn't know she, her self-worth wasn't high. So imagine, I got both of that going on. Self-worth wasn't high, and I didn't receive love from either parent. So when you're going through life and you're in... Um, relationships that are unfulfilling you're constantly the giver you're constantly making yourself you know you're giving your all to uh, to the people that you're in a relationship with and they wouldn't give you two fucking cents to rub together it starts to weigh on on you and it starts to make you feel as if you're not good enough simply because you know, you're not receiving what it is that you are giving within that relationship. And it took me my last relationship to realize that I wasn't receiving what I was giving in this relationship. So with that being said, it was a very rocky relationship. Like I said, we both had parental issues. We both were, you know, not the best communicator. And we both were toxic as fuck. Like, both of our black asses was toxic as fuck. And it didn't serve either one of us. Like, we were just... I'm about to put my business all out there. We were just only sexually attracted to each other. I think, personally, it would have been better if we were, you know what I'm saying, F-buddies. But that's the only thing that we had. And then that fell off. And then it was like, damn... Where do we go from here? Um, but I think I, I uh, in that relationship, I learned, I saw myself in a way that I didn't, I didn't like. I, I didn't like, I don't like to argue as it is, but I didn't like the arguments. I didn't like the nagging. I didn't like none of that shit. Like, I, I hated it. it. It did not make me feel good. And I did not know how to identify that you know what I'm saying I didn't know what that was and so when it happened like it was one of the worst days of my life when that relationship ended it hurt so bad oh my god did it hurt so bad man if I could go back six years ago To that girl that was crying on the curb in front of her car. 
to let her know, like, sis, fuck that nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, fuck, bruh. Because in the midst of me getting dumped, I told buddy, I was like, you're going to regret this. You know that, right? <laughs> I legit stopped crying and I was like, you're going to regret this. Of course, you know, I'm not saying it in the way I'm bragging, but in a way he slightly did regret it. Just a little bit. I don't know how much, but I know he, I know he regretted it. But it wouldn't have worked out. It wouldn't have worked out because we both weren't ready. We both weren't in the position to be together. We both weren't in the position to grow together. We both weren't who we truly needed to be for ourselves. We did not deal with our childhood traumas and our insecurities and our, you know, faults and toxic ways and things like that to enter into a relationship where it could could have been fruitful. In all honesty, it really could have. But had we had worked on ourselves prior to entering that relationship, it could have been very fruitful. And had I had taken the time to work on myself, to deal with the childhood trauma, to deal with the parent parental issues, to deal with mommy and daddy issues, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of us got mommy and daddy issues, whether we black, white, orange, green, whatever the fuck we, we are, we all have mommy and daddy issues. Had I dealt with that shit six years ago, bro, I would have been further than I am today. I low-key probably would have been married with baby number two on the way. I'm that thousand percent sure. However, I'm not, and that's okay. Because I knew from the day that I was dumped and sat on that motherfucking curb in front of my car, bawling my little eyes out, that that was the last straw. That was hurt from years of not knowing my self-worth, abuse, and all... Um, forms of it except sexual I will talk about the time I did get raped but that's to come but I'm saying that moment was a lesson a hard lesson that I had to learn and interestingly enough it was a lesson that my spirit guides wanted me to learn let me tell you something. We always get into situations where we know we're not supposed to be in, okay? We know this shit. We're always asking, God, is this man for me? Or God, is this woman for me? Well, we have clearly seen the red fucking signs within the first two to three dates of being on a date with they asses. We fucking know, like, this bitch, this Negro ain't it. This bitch ain't it. But I'm gonna do it anyway. And then you got our, our spirit guys doing the dope Homer sound, uh, sound, looking at us like, you idiot. No, <laughs> this is a test. You're failing miserably. So in that moment, that relationship was something I was supposed to learn. Okay. I was supposed to learn um, the lesson of knowing my self-worth 
and knowing that I had to deal with my mommy and daddy issues and my toxic traits and I had to unlearn a whole lot of shit. Imagine that was six years ago, right? Damn near six years ago. I'm what twenty I'm twenty. <laughs> Thirty-three. Do the math. I don't know. I was like twenty-six, twenty-seven when I got dumped. Alright? And I say that proudly. Um but it it just it just goes to show that um I had a lot of shit that I had to unlearn. A lot of shit. So after that relationship ended, I went straight to therapy. I went straight to there. I went I went to blackgirls.com. I mean therapy for blackgirls.com. And I went and searched for a therapist. I was looking for a black therapist. And then I came across my therapist who believed in holistic healing and spirituality. I was like, ooh, yes. So I immediately booked an appointment with her. Okay. First session, I sit in there. She's like, why are you here? I just started talking, you know, letting her know what happened, what was going on. And it's just like, first things first, Magda, your delivery and your tone is fucked up. I said, that's why I'm here. (laughs) This is why I'm here. I don't know how to communicate effectively. Help me, nigga. So (laughs) this is why I'm here. And my therapist is a cutthroat type of therapist. Like, she don't sugar sugar cake. What the hell? She don't sugarcoat shit like her style of therapy is not of the it's not of the norm i'm just gonna let you know right now it's unconventional everything in my life has been unconventional since day one so her style of therapy is unconventional okay that's number one number two um she wasn't really, you know, thankfully she's not that judgy, but her facial expressions do be saying stuff though at times, <laughs> which made me go, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said that. And she was like, you think? So, you know, it all works together. She's very straightforward. She's very bold and she's very blunt and she's cutthroat. And that's the type of therapy, that's the type of therapist. And then that's the type of therapy sessions I had. We even got into it to the point where I was like, I'm, you know, I didn't, it was something that I wanted to talk about versus something that she wanted to talk about. And I was just like, no, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about this. And she was like, you're not being open to receiving what I'm saying. I was like, well, I'm just going to sit here and be quiet. She was like, well, the therapy session is over. I said, cool. I got up and left. (laughs) And then like a few weeks later, I just texted. I was like, yeah, I ain't coming no more. And she was like, well, was it because the last time we had, I was like, yes and no. It's a mixture of both. And she was like, cool. So then, you know, um, uh, like a year or two later, I was like, oh, hey, girl. <laughs> you know, you stop talking to somebody, you're like, I'm done talking to you, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And then you hit them with the, hey, stranger type text. I hit her with the, hey, Dr. Nikia type text. Um... You know, we talked about the first the session that we had. I was like, first of all, I just want to apologize for the last one. Like, I took accountability for that because I was just like, I was being stubborn. I wanted to talk about what the fuck I wanted to talk about. I didn't give a shit about what she wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about what I wanted to talk about. Simply because I'm the one that's 
in this session paying you. So why can't I just talk about what I wanted to? But she wanted me to identify something before we moved forward with what I originally came in to talk about. And me being me, I was like, hell no, fuck that shit. I want to talk about this now and that's that. So water under the bridge. We moved forward. She did notice my growth, which I was excited about. I was like, (laughs) hey, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, thank you for that. Because in relationships, in my past relationships, I barely took accountability. And with what had happened, you know, with the pandemic, with the panoramic that's going on right now, I'm going to call it the panoramic. With that going on and everybody being quarantined and being, you know, watching YouTube videos and all this other stuff and shit like that, um, a lot more people are starting to notice that some people don't take accountability for their actions when it comes to relationships. And I can attest, I can raise my goddamn hand and say I was one of the motherfuckers that barely took accountability within their relationships, whether it be platonic or or romantic i'm gonna tell you that right now excuse me the reason why is because i was i was shown that if i was shown that that was that was that was all around me you know what i'm saying when i approached family members and when i approached my parents, nobody took account. Like, when I said, hey, you made me feel this way, they was like, no, I didn't. They would gaslight me and make me think that I'm fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's a fucking... Like, when I tell you I had to unlearn a whole lot of shit and give myself grace and be patient with myself to realize, like, okay, Magda, listen. Somebody tells you that they made, you made them feel this type of way. Don't be quick to be like, you fucking idiot. No, that's you. You have to learn that people's feelings are valid and that sometimes they're sensitive, so you can't just say anything off the rip. Just because you can take it doesn't mean that they can. And I had to learn that in therapy. Like, I really had to learn that in therapy and learn that people are sensitive as hell out out in these streets. So I learned to take accountability for my actions, whether it be platonic and or romantic. And I also had to unlearn a whole way of communicating. Bruh, let me tell y'all about Haitian parents and how they communicate. They don't know how to say I'm sorry. How they tell you, I'm sure every black person goes through this. But how they tell you I'm sorry is if you for food, if you hungry, you want to go out somewhere, you want to go shopping. Black parents don't say I'm sorry. Well, the ones back in the day, they don't say I'm sorry. They give you something to make you feel better about the shit that they just pulled, knowing that they was fucking wrong. But they give you some type of food or treat or whatever the hell it is to make you feel better knowing that they fucked up. That's how it is. So I had to unlearn that. (laughs) Do you know how hard that is to unlearn when that has been instilled in you since birth? And that's how you realize that's how your parents apologize or how your parent apologizes to you is by feeding you or asking you if you want something. That is a trash ass 
fucking way to apologize. Like, you was dead ass wrong. You gonna come in here yelling me, gaslight me, make me feel like shit, then turn around and be like, you want something to eat? No, nigga, I want you to say I'm sorry. That's the fuck I want you to do. So this is what I had to unlearn. This is what I had to go through. My last relationship taught me a whole lot. And I thought, like, after a year of it, I was like, oh, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm ready to go back out dating. Hell no. I was like, nope. Mm-mm. I'm starting to see the same patterns. Let me go back. I just, every time I saw somebody with some red flags, it was like, there's something else that I had to deal with. There's something else that I had to go through. There's something else that I had to pick apart to make sure that when I do meet that man, I am, we are both ready for each other. I'm 100% full. He's 100% full. We can come together and we can amicably, amicably be and we can have a very healthy relationship where we are the best communicators that we can be and that we are the best people that we can be to ourselves and to each other. I was just, I was like, there's no fucking way in hell. I'm going to step back out into this dating scene out into this world where I'm not an effective communicator in both my platonic and my romantic rela- relationships. I'm not doing that shit. I told myself, I was like, Maggie, you, you got to get this shit right. It may not be perfect. It may not be a hundred, but you have to get this shit right. This shit got to happen. You got to kill the, the generational trauma. You got to kill the toxic ways that you learned from that you saw from both of your parents. You got to kill that shit. Because if you decide to bring another human being into this world, you have to learn how to be able to communicate with someone that does not come with a manual and you don't come with a manual either. So you have to unlearn to relearn how to be an effective communicator and a better person for someone if you decide to bring them into this world. Period. Period. There was no way I was going to move forward in life with another person, with a man by my side, if I didn't know how to talk to him, okay? Because I had to learn, even though my best friend told me, I had to learn how to talk to men. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because what the fuck was, was, (laughs) what is what I saw was not working. What I did was not working. You feel me? It was not working. And I'm going to tell y'all, ladies, some of y'all ladies might disagree with me. Like, I talk to him any kind of way. No, 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 no. See, just like how we don't want to be talked at, men don't want to be talked at. You can't sit here and expect, um, and expect your relationship to flourish and to for you to have this this partnership and for you to grow together and for you to to learn together and for you to grow separately where you're talking at somebody don't not i'm gonna tell you this right now there are seven billion people in this world and counting not one of those people want to be talked at i don't give a fuck if you are growing a seed in your stomach right now When that child comes out, they don't want to be talked at. Even children can feel the difference in frequency in the tone of a voice to realize that they're being talked at versus to. If you don't think so, 
you definitely need to watch a couple of documentaries on that because it is true. It is certainly true. Everyone operates on frequency and energy. We all fucking do. We don't give a fuck what you're saying. We give a fuck about how you're saying it. You feel me? I know you, you're probably nodding right now. And I can't hear you. But I know you feel me. Because I know it's a situation that you didn't play it in your head. Like, yeah, Mags is right. You know what I'm saying? I had this bitch one time. She didn't talk to me. She talked at me like she was crazy. Da, 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 da. It's not what she said. It was how she said it. And a lot of the times, most times in my relationship, they would tell me, Mags, it's not what you're saying. It's how you're saying it. Don't talk to me that kind of way. And I didn't give a fuck. I was like, you ain't going to talk to me. Nah, nah. I'm, it was popping off at the <laughs> I was popping off at the mouth, bruh. If you know me, you would be like, hell yeah, you used to pop up at the mouth. Like you, if you really, really know me, you would know what, what I'm saying is true and fucking valid. But therapy helped a lot. Therapy and having conversations with people. I did go back um, prior to therapy. There was a few years before I turned 26 where I went back and apologized to a couple, couple of the guys that... I was in, you know, relationships, situationships, dating, or whatever the case may be with, and I apologize to them. The rest of them niggas, uh, I think I apologize to every one of them. I think so. Some of them even apologized to me. I was shocked um, that they came and apologized to me. I was like, what? They was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry too, G. And we all good. Now, we not best friends. <laughs> Hold on. Let's be very, 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 very clear. I am not best friends with ex. I'm not even friends with exes. I'm just cordial. I don't consider none of my exes friends. I just am very cordial with them. Like, they're still human beings, and I can still say hi and things like that. You know, might have a conversation with them here and there. But I'm not like, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's right. You know what I mean? Like calling them and having like full blown conversations with them. No, I don't do that. Mm-mm. We exist for reasons. Let's 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 stay that way. Let's move on with our lives. You go be great with her. I go be great with him. Whenever he decides to show up. No, he's gonna show up when I'm ready. Not whenever he decides. He'll show up when I'm ready, and I'm on my way to being ready. However, again, like I said, you're on this journey with me, so let's be patient. <laughs> but anyway, it's a lot of things that I had to unlearn. Um, and it's a lot of things that I had to, to, to relearn. And when you start to relearn things, it feels uncomfortable. It feels like, what the fuck is this? Is it okay for me to do this? Like, is it okay for me to book this flight to go spend time with myself? Is it okay to love on myself? Is it okay to spend this much money on myself? Like, you're always questioning your moves. And it, at first it was like that. I was like, should I do this? Am I, am I allowed to do this? Because I was always told no. <laughs> or not right now. You know what I'm saying? I was always told no. Or, or, or being controlled by things like you can do this if you did this you can do that if you did that you know what i mean so now that i have the capacity and and, and no limit on being able to do whatever the fuck i want to do whenever the fuck i want to do it sometimes i'm just like 
is this right? Should I do this? Like, I know some of us feel that way. That we don't normally say that shit out loud. But I know we say, should I be doing this shit? Like, I feel like this is wrong. Like, why is it wrong? Why, why is it that when we weren't given things, and then when now when we worked hard to get the things that we weren't given, and then when we are ready to do it or ready to go ahead and do it, I mean, ready to do it or ready to um, indulge in it. We're like, wait, shouldn't somebody be telling me? We're looking for somebody to tell you no, to give us validation that we should actually do it. When when in all actuality, we should fucking do it whether we have the validation or not. You feel me? So with all of that being said, it's, it's amazing how... I'm able to just get without any fucking fear, like literally without any fear to just do what I want to do for me. Let me tell y'all, people gonna fucking talk, okay? People gonna talk, people gonna talk, people gonna talk, people gonna talk, people are going to talk. What's the name? Let's go up Okipe yo, bayo vag, foot yo, no kwe, di yo konla get mamon, bral fene put bay mizen fe. Tell them that. Even though you don't understand what I just said, just play that for them, they'll feel it. <laughs> Especially the konla get mamon, they will feel it. Understand what I'm saying? You have to do shit for you. Don't let nobody, you know, I got that out of a reading. Interestingly enough, I was told, do shit for you, Magda, because I was always putting people before me. Like, when I tell you I got stories, bro, I got stories, okay? I was always putting people before me and giving myself scraps in in both platonic and romantic relationships, whether it be friends and family or the person that I was, you know, intimately involved with, I always put them first. And whatever was left over was for me. And where did I get it from? Dun, 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 dun. My parents. They put them first and whatever was left over was for me. They think that they put me first, but it, they didn't. Selfishly, they didn't. I understood why you know what I'm saying like I get it now being that I'm an adult and being that I should you know I'm I'm at the point where I'm like you know what it is what it is love them but gotta love them from a distance so I get it I get it you know what I'm saying they were my they were my age granted they had children at my age both of their parents were alive. They both had to take care of parents that lived outside of the U.S. So I totally get that. And I can't be mad at that. I cannot. However, in these platonic and romantic relationships, I should have known fucking better. Because not everybody does not have my heart and not everybody moves like me. And I was naive to think that everybody moved like me, yo. I was naive to think everyone was genuine. Everyone would, you know, 
had no problem saying no. I mean, had no problem saying yes and things like that. Bro, when I started to say no, oh my God. I know some of y'all felt that way. Whole world was about to end when you said no to some people. Now, shit. I'm the queen of no. (laughs) Now I don't want to do it. Now I'm just like, nope. If it doesn't benefit me, I don't do it. If it doesn't serve me, I don't do it. I'm at the point in my life where I'm literally like, so what you going to do for me in return? And it's not like something of monetary value or something that you have to physically give me. But if you're requesting all of this from me, motherfucker, I'm going to request it right the fuck back. Because you're not finna get, you're not about to take all that's in my cup and then leave my ass dry. Oh, no, 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 no. We gonna be pouring back and forth here. <laughs> this is a, this is, this is a two-way street. That's how that's going to work. So, when I started to do things for myself, like I said, it started to get a little, wait a minute. But now... As I'm sitting in it, as I'm sitting in it, I'm marveling and I'm like, shit, make it do it for you. You know what I mean? Go visit a state for you. Go sit somewhere for you. Go travel for you. Who gives a fuck what other people got to say? If they don't like it, okay. Or don't even respond. So I need y'all to understand when I keep telling y'all this, this shit, this podcast is not for me. It's for you. It's for somebody out there. That's going to resonate with it. That's going to think about it. That's going to sit with it. That's going to listen to it. That's going to be like, yo, that used to be me. Or I've had a situation like that that has happened to me. Do this shit for you, fam. Live your life for you. Don't make it as if, don't make it seem like, you know, it's a crime to do the things that you want to do. Simply because other people don't approve. Do you know how many fucking people don't approve of you just breathing right now? <laughs> that's that's something major. So I need, I want all of us, I want all of y'all to take this episode and to literally sit and think with it. I done talked about a lot, I done rambled, <laughs> said some crazy shit and all that good stuff. But I really want, I'm coming to the end because I'm tired of talking. But I really want you to sit with it. And I want you to think about it. And I want you to, to, to make sure that you yourself is good before you move on to any level in life. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be accepting of your past. And you have to let that shit go. But it's still okay to talk about it. Just learn to unlearn while relearning. Again, learn to unlearn while relearning. Life, you are a student of life. There are so many fucking lessons in life. And we just barely scratching the surface as adults i'm 33 so i'm really seriously barely scratching the surface when it comes to life all right barely because if somebody who is over 40 you know over my over 35 40 50 60 70 80 90 if you 90 and listening to this hey 
But I'm saying, those people that have reached nine decades, they got life down packed, but yet they're still learning about it. Because they're watching the younger generations and how things have either come full circle or new things have popped up. So again, be kind to yourself. Give yourself grace. You're going to fuck up. You're just going to fuck up. Take it as a lesson learned. Don't take it as a loss. Take it as a learned lesson. Never take your losses. Never take your L's as a loss. Don't ever think that way. Take it as a lesson learned. You learn something from it. It might not have it might not have worked out the way that you wanted it to, but you definitely learned something from it. Continue to love on yourself, continue to do well, continue to continue to be you authentically. Okay? Alright, so we at the end of it, end of the show. Well, end of the episode with unloaded unloaded and uncovered. Um, with me, Magda Vizier, a.k.a. The Unapologetic Nonconformist. I love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Catch me on Instagram at Haitian Sensation 13 Go ahead and like my Facebook page. You know what I'm saying? Unloaded and Uncovered Podcast. Um, and check out my website. It's a work in progress. Okay, so judge your mama <laughs> at www the unapologetic nonconformist.com it's not www.com <laughs> i'm definitely going to search that so i appreciate y'all i thank y'all and um stay tuned for next week new episode drops every thursday i'm not giving you a time because knowing me whoo new episode drops every thursday thank y'all for listening and uh have a great day okay bye